It's the 80s. It's Friday night. School's done. And me and my friends with wild and crazy hair, my girlfriend with her high-waisted pants, acid-washed jeans, are off on our way to go see a movie. But before the movie, we're going to cruise and hang out with our friends at the number one place all teenagers of the 1980s and 90s hang out. No, it's not a chat room. It's not social media. And it's not in our bedrooms. We are going to hang out at the place that brought us together in the 70s, the mall, and how electric cars of the future may be changing and bringing us back to the heydays of the 80s and 90s with a resurgent in mall consumers. Autoworks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself, coming to you from our host site, podbeam.com, and our main website, autolux.net. Big or small, we have them all. Car companies from around the world. Find them on autolux.net. Today, we're taking a look at how electric vehicles and their long charge times are going to lead to a possible resurgent in retail consumership. And with that, the possibility of bringing back the heydays of the 80s and 90s of hanging out in the mall with your friends could be a thing for more people who drive than the people who don't. Pods of the future may take us to the mall, but still, do we need to hang out there when we can buy everything online? No. Kids these days don't need to leave their house. They can video game with their friends online. They can purchase goods online. Hell, they can even have their groceries delivered online. So why would we ever think to do a podcast about how electric cars may bring back malls? Well, in my home country of Canada, there's a few companies that are looking at electric vehicles and their long charge times. They're stating, hey, if we have charging stations, people will shop at our place or people will stay. Petro Canada is Canada's gas station. They have charging stations across the nation. Hell, away from me, in a small town of Espanola of 5,000 people, there's a Tesla supercharger at the Esso station on Highway 17. In town, at the other side of Espanola, while driving down Highway 6 towards Manitoulin Island, the largest island in a freshwater lake in the world, with the largest lake in a lake in the world, they have a charging station. Next door to this charging station at Petro Canada is Independent, a grocery store, Canadian Tire, retail store, a mall across the street, and right next door, a McDonald's and a Tim Hortons coffee shop. So as I have to wait, in some cases, between 20 and 30 minutes for my car to recharge. Whereas if I pull up to the pumps with my car, I could be there less than 10 minutes. Pull up, pump, pay, go. I can do it all at the pump. But for my electric car, I need to wait. And in some cases, sometimes you have to wait long. If you're completely depleted, you can sometimes wait up to 80 minutes for recharge times. The companies like Tim Hortons and McDonald's have seen the light at the end of the EV tunnel. They already have Wi-Fi to try and draw in younger crowds, saying, you don't need to stay at home and talk to your friends. Come here, have a coffee, buy a donut, get a muffin, have a burger, sit down and chat with your friends on our free Wi-Fi. Hell, I've used it to book into a hotel because it was cheaper to book through the hotel app than it was to call and do a booking. So I went to McDonald's, tied into their free Wi-Fi, since McDonald's was closer than Tim Hortons, and booked my room. Now with my electric car, like we said, we can have upwards of 80 minutes. Now how can that be a benefit to the mall? Well, for two reasons. The electric car industry can respawn malls as a place of meeting and spending. Brick and mortar buildings aren't on their way out. Whereas in countries like Australia that have high minimum wages, their commercial footprint is way smaller than countries like the United States and Canada, we still need brick and mortar buildings to 
sell products. You may think you could buy every single thing in the world on Amazon, but when you're charging your electric car, does Amazon come and deliver at the McDonald's down the street from you? Not really. Until they get into the drone technology to drop off and deliver anywhere they want, we could have growth in mall expansions once again, where companies like Sears, Zellers, and even in my home country, Eaton's, have all died and given way to others. Companies like Walmart and Target are seeing a benefit to having charging stations. The first Tesla supercharging station in Sudbury, Ontario was placed right off Highway 17 bypass at a smart center parking lot, where if I have to wait 80 minutes to charge my Tesla, I can run into Walmart, go to a dollar store, browse video games, eat a burger, or if I'm on my way to camp or home, I can even pick up alcohol at our local liquor control board of Ontario store, the LCBO. Something our province has that I wish they'd get away from, but hell, you can get some beer in Walmart too, so it's not all downside. But if I gotta wait 80 minutes, I could spend 80 minutes inside Walmart. Yeah, well, I drive a Tesla. Maybe I'm not one of those people that go to Walmart or the dollar store all the time, but I'm stuck here now for 80 minutes. Hell, I gotta do a quick charge. It's 20 minutes. I gotta stay here for 20 minutes. You think I just wanna sit in my car and use, you know, free Wi-Fi from the parking lot and that's it no that's boring it's like oh I'm, out. I'm, I'm at walmart i might as well just go run in grab myself a snack and then you know that'll eat up like another 10 minutes of my time that's not that bad and i'll come back and play a game well you go in there and you buy a snack and then because most stores like walmart have products in the middle aisle to entice you you're enticed to do well i'm already here for a little while instead of getting just a snack maybe i should get some groceries before my, i get home or if you're on a trip it's like well <sighs> maybe we should get some stuff for you know like lunches tomorrow we didn't get supper oh we'll just pick up something for supper and we'll, you know we'll cook it at the campsite or you know we'll go back to the hotel room might as well get some popcorn and you start thinking of all these extra things you're stuck at a store. It's commercialism. It's the same concept as why milk is always in the back corner and men's clothing is always on the other side of women's clothing. Milk is always in the back corner because it is the main staple that everybody goes in for. You have to pass by every other aisle and every other impulse item to get to that milk. How many people have gone in for milk and walked out spending $50? How many women have gone to buy their husband something or boyfriend or male friend something in a male's garment section walking through the female garment section and wound up buying yourself a shirt some new underwear or a nice bathing suit it happens it's the way they set it up malls can be set up that way not just big companies like walmart or tim hortons or mcdonald's or petro canada not just those but malls if malls signed up deals for main charging points in their parking lots and put main supercharger stations in their parking lots or even had companies like electrify america and electrify canada set up you know like a hundred spots and let's say the West Edmonton Mall, those people are now stuck in your mall for a specific amount of time. You have a short amount of time. It's not like some people who come in and you can entice them to stay. These people, you know, if they're in a rush and they're on vacation, they'll be like, okay, I only got eight minutes. Well, now you can start putting stores that entice more people to spend money. Put food courts closer towards where they come in to entice them to get something to eat. And while they're sitting down eating, after they're done, they're like, okay, well, maybe we'll go grab, browse the mall. Because most people, as they're sitting there, will look around and see the stores and then be enticed to go shopping after eating. Just like if you have to walk through the food section to get to the bathrooms, you'll be enticed to come back into the food section to eat food. It's all a way of commercialization and marketing. And electric cars can be utilized to help the commercial market for this. You can utilize your charging point and people who are stuck for a limited amount of time to gain more
more access to their wallets. Don't think I'm greedy and don't think I'm telling them what to do. They've been doing this to you for years. Like I've said, milk is in the back corner. Men's clothing is always on the other side of women's clothing. The bathroom in a mall is always on the other side of a food court. How many people go through to the bathroom and tell their kids, we're just going to the bathroom and wind up buying lunch? Lots of people. McDonald's in Walmart is always next to the main exit and entrance because on your way out, your kids are going to smell it and you're going to smell it thinking, I got to get home and eat and you're just going to give up and go, let's just get some food here. They do these to entice you and electric cars can be made to entice commercial spending. Like we said, companies like McDonald's and Tim Hortons are exploiting this. Some of the way stations for charging points across Canada in smaller communities are at places like this. They're at the main gas station in the town, which is next to a bunch of restaurants. They're at the Tim Hortons, where you can use their free Wi-Fi and get a coffee and chill out for 20 minutes. They're at the places that'll get you to spend money. And malls can do that. But another benefit to the electric craze is the online shopping. If you create an EV charging point at a mall, like I said, like let's say the West Edmonton Mall in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada for people who don't know the provinces here. It's one of the largest malls in the world. At one point when I was there in the 90s, it was still the largest mall in the world. Not today, it's been beaten out, but in North America, it still beats out the Mall of America. And put a charging point there. You come in, you go to your food, and while you're sitting down eating your food because you got 20 minutes or an hour and a half to spare, you look over and there's a Tesla store where you can go in and buy updates. Instead of having to do them over the phone, Tesla could be like Apple and have the Apple stores. Tesla could have these stores. Tesla, Lucid, Lordstown, Nikola, Canoe, Geely, whatever electric car maker is out there. They could put pop-up little kiosks in malls, take over for all of those fashion stores that died out in the past 20 years with the financial collapse and the eventual downfall of the mall society. Malls are essentially food courts, movie theaters, and small shops now. How many of them in the States? online and see how many abandoned malls like massive malls bigger than the one in my hometown are there across the united states all because consumerism moved online but now we can get people back into the stores we had a postal strike in canada one year right before christmas it became one of the best christmases in the past 20 years for retail sales at stores because people couldn't wait for amazon to deliver their products through the mail with a postal strike not everybody pays for that quick shipping and not everywhere has places like FedEx, UPS, DICOM, DHL to deliver it. Some small towns in the United States and Canada only rely on the postal services by the government. So these people rushing around to having to get the Christmas shopping done because that stuff's going to show up late, either canceled their orders and went to the mall and bought stuff, or took a hit on it and bought it twice. So we still needed the brick and mortar buildings. And charging stations could be that. And like I said, do the pop-up stores. Pop-up stores are great for electric car companies because they do constant updates. They've been bugging you to do the freaking update in your car. Well, now you're stuck at the mall having lunch and there's a store right there and it's like, bam, how many times you're in the mall, you see the store about something you've been thinking about. It's like, oh yeah, I gotta go pick up something in there. And you've been putting it off for like three months, but it's right in front of you and you have the time right there. Walk into the Tesla store, do your automatic update, talk to the guys and their salesman can get you into other features, show you the other products. Hell, because it's an electric car kiosk in a mall, 
you can see what the competition has. These car companies can now, because they do online purchases, can now showcase their products off to people. It's like a miniature car show while you're recharging. So you gotta sit there and recharge your car and wait 20 minutes. Well now, you can see the difference between your Model S and the Lucid Air. You can see the difference between a Model X, an R1T, or Fisker Ocean. You could see the difference. You can go to their little mini stores, see their products, get the information, and other car companies can start fighting amongst each other. It's an amazing concept, the mall of the future. I know you can do this all online, but when you're trapped inside of a building, it's like if they were allowed to advertise in every workplace around here. Push ads while you're sitting at your desk. Imagine if they put a screen up behind me while I was a planner at my crappy job. While I'm bored and I need to take time off of looking at my freaking screen and figure out how not to piss off my asshole boss, I can just look up and be like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe I should get tacos tonight. That'd be good advertising. Malls may not need to be as big as they are now, but they can be brought down. And with electric charging stations, they can be brought down to entice people to shop. But it can also be utilized for drop-off points. Companies like Amazon could see that brick-and-mortar buildings, you're, you're going in there to charge, but you're going to A&W to get a burger, but you still need to buy groceries, and you don't feel like walking across the mall to the grocery store to pick up stuff. While you're sitting there, you can order your stuff from Amazon and have the Amazon truck grab all your stuff from the grocery store and deliver it to the back of your vehicle at the charging point. You can utilize charging points as delivery points. Since a lot of the companies that are going to be doing deliveries, like Amazon with the Rivian vans, or even the Canoe vans, are going to need to be recharged. They can make delivery points for their vehicles the same as their charging points. So they could come in and charge their van while they're unloading and loading your car while you're charging. You're optimizing the space for recharging, which can bring down the economies of scale and make electric cars more efficient than a gasoline because now it's a one-stop shop. Yes, you're out and about because you had to go to work or you're just out for a casual drive, but now you're stuck having to recharge your car, eating some lunch that you much needed boosting the economy by giving some people jobs and buying food hell you can even make those delivery points those charging stations add delivery points for food people maybe the food court doesn't have a taco bell in it but there's one down the street you can order through their app and have it uber delivered to your charging point because those can be used as safe locations for delivery of food charging the station tell them the pump you're at if you don't want to leave your vehicle, we said the mall can be a place to bring people together once again. Sure, the teenagers of that time won't go and hang out. We're not going to go to the arcade. We're not going to go blow all our money on crappy, horrible design clothes from the 80s or plaid and dockers from the 90s. No, we're not going to go out. We're not going to sit by the water fountain and hope that we get enough courage to ask the hot girl from class out. No. Now you just find them on Facebook, make them a friend, and get up the courage to ask them online without even leaving your house. But creating charging points at malls could help save the malls, give them a reason to be there. Instead of having these big empty buildings with less and less in them, we can utilize it for something else. You can cut half the mall off to put a go-kart track in, and the other half for miniature EV stations. That's a way to think for the future, because people are still going to be driving. No matter how much everybody wants us to get into pods, there are still lots of places out there that will not change over. If I lived in a city like Vancouver, Tokyo, Mexico City, New York, Shanghai, London, or even Paris, I would consider never owning a vehicle and using pods to get around. But being that I live in Canada, a nation of nearly 40 million people spread across the second greatest landmass in a city of only 160,000 people, which is considered big in Canada, but apparently not in Ontario. They all say I live in the sticks. 
big by Canadian standards, we still need vehicles. I live in a city of cars. And no matter how much you push pod and deliveries, I still need to drive my car. Which means I still need to go to the mall. And a charging point at the mall will just entice me more to go there. Because trust me, I hate going to the mall and my wife doesn't like it either. But if there is a supercharger point and my car can only be charged there, then the likelihood of me going there every once in a while is a lot more than it is today. It would entice me to actually go shop at the mall. So the future of tomorrow could include indoor malls again if we grasp hold of wait times and use those long charge times for electric vehicles as a catalyst to reinvent malls. Unfortunately today I've barely seen any of the charging stations being set up in mall parking lots. You're more likely to find a Costco gas station in a mall than you are a supercharger station. But things could change. People could change their mind and they may start to think maybe Mr. Everett J, the doctor to the the automotive industry is on to something which could help more than just the automobile industry so if you like this podcast please like share or comment below or on our website about this podcast or many other tell your friends share it with them and tell them to go see it not in the cars we have many other things you can find information from corporate websites with links to every major car company website on our page books for children and music videos to waste your time big or small we have them all autolux.net so the mall of the future can exist with electric cars. So strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride from Autolux.net, the Autolux podcast, and myself, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, saying strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride that the mall of the future has in store for us.